Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour. Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Good morning and welcome to the Yoga Hour, a time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, regular guest host of the Yoga Hour with a special Yoga Hour program. Today I'll be talking with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, the founder and regular host of the Yoga Hour. We'll be sharing some insights and time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga. Yoga is a Sanskrit word that means oneness, union, or unity, the bringing together of our attention and awareness with our essential spiritual nature to be restored to our original wholeness. Many people associate the term yoga with exercise. Kriya yoga is a wider system, including philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. As a medical doctor and longtime practitioner of Kriya Yoga, I have found it to be a comprehensive system for enhanced well-being on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. Today, our topic is Live the Eternal Way and Awaken to Your Full Potential. Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien is uh, the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, which was, uh, I'm sorry, who was ordained to teach in 1982 by Roy Eugene Davis, a direct disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda, who brought the teachings of Kriya Yoga from India to the West. She's the author of several books on meditation and spiritual practice, including Living the Eternal Way, Spiritual Meaning and Practice in Daily Life, and is the founding editor of Enlightenment Journal. She's a published author of devotional poems and is also the lead singer of Gatanjali, a kirtan band that offers devotional chanting. Yogacharya O'Brien is a frequent speaker at conferences and retreats, both nationally and internationally, on the value of meditation for seekers of spiritual truth and the importance of ethical and spiritual awakening to contribute to world peace. Um, her The website for CSE is csecenter.org. Welcome, Yogacharya O'Brien. I'm delighted to be with you this morning on the Yoga Hour. I'm really delighted to be here, and especially in this capacity, I always enjoy uh, hosting Yoga Hour, and I'm uh, so happy that you are our regular guest host, and, and now we can have this conversation Right. You've done solo episodes before, but this is our first chance to really you know, have a conversation together. So I'm looking forward to it. Before we begin to uh, enter into our dialogue about living the eternal way and awakening to your full potential, would you please lead us in a meditation, in a moment of meditation? Sure. Mm-hmm. 
let's begin to bring our attention within just for a moment. By connecting to the breath, just become aware of your breathing. Just as it is, notice your in-breath and your out-breath. And with every breath, feel that your awareness is expanding. That with every breath, you are becoming more infinitely aware. So you're aware of your body. Right where you are, sensations in your body. You're aware of your mind, of thoughts moving through the mental field. Aware of any emotions you might be feeling in this moment. And with that sense of expanded awareness, it's really like the sky, the infinite sky. And now, just feel that you drop back into that infinity, which is your true nature, which is your essence, and contains all that is, your thoughts, your feelings, your body, even your mind. And just breathe into essence. One life, one power, One presence, one essence. That is what we are, infinite like the sky. And notice when we take a moment to expand our awareness like that, come out of that contraction of identifying with what is called the small self or the false self, the ego, the body, the mind, that we easily begin to feel peaceful and to relax. So let us take this moment of relaxation, this moment of yoga awareness, the yoga moment, into the day with us, knowing that Omnipresence, infinity, is our divine nature. And let us take the peace of that omnipresence with us wherever we go today and share that peace with everyone that we meet. Thank you so much, Umaji. That was a lovely yoga moment. So before we begin our conversation about living the eternal way and awakening to your full potential, um, I was hoping that you would share one of the reflections uh, from your book, A Single Blade of Grass, Finding the Sacred in Everyday Life. Would you? Sure. Um, That that book is... um really based on uh, Kriya Yoga philosophy. So there are four sections in the book, um, one on meditation, one on um, self-discipline, another on study of the nature of consciousness, and another on surrender of the sense of being separate. So um, let me start with this reflection on spirituality. Spirituality is not something that is attained It's not a possession, a thing to add to our many things, nor is it an answer, a panacea for the struggles and pitfalls of life, nor is it knowledge that one can learn or unlearn. Spirituality is simply who we are. It is reality. When we slough off all the things we are not, it is spirituality that remains. And, you know... um, you you selected a, a good passage for me to read because that really kind of sums up the essence of Kriya Yoga, doesn't it? In, mm-hmm. in that, you know, we, we practice, we have this spiritual path and practice not to try to become spiritual 
spiritual, although I think most of us start that way. <laughs> you know, we, we have this idea uh, about finding spirituality. And even though all the uh, enlightened traditions say that, you know, what you're looking for is what you are, we do start out looking looking for it. And But Kriya Yoga says, no, no, you know, it's what you are. So this thing we call spiritual practice is really just letting go of... Um, what you're not, you know, what you've been clinging to. Yes, I, I love the word homecoming to think about, you know, as uh, our spiritual practice. It's really just coming home. So um, the eternal way uh, refers to a set of principles that can show us who we are and how to live a life in harmony with our essential spiritual nature in a sacred world. And you have developed four sutras that summarize these eternal way or Kriya Yoga teachings, which I have found very useful. So the first one is, it is. Can you elaborate? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, First, I think I should, you know, say something about sutra form, which uh, I think many of our listeners who are practitioners of yoga um, are familiar with. But um, it's such a beautiful um, structure, you know, of how to study, how to contemplate, and it's it's ancient and ever new. So uh, sutra. <clears throat> excuse me, um, has the same root as our, as our word suture, <laughs> which which means, you know, to stitch together something you can stitch together. Um, and it, it originated with, you know, of course, these teachings of, of yoga, of sanatana dharma, which is the eternal way, are ancient and, and they were around before the printing press. They were around um, before Twitter and Google. <laughs> and so, um, although probably, you know, Twitter today has potential as a new sutra form. Um, That's right. <clears throat> They, these were terse phrases that, you know, the, the disciples would sit with the guru and the guru would be expounding on philosophy but would then give, you know, a sutra form which was an aphorism or a, a concise, um, like a distilled form of the teaching that the student would, you know, memorize. And But what's important is that the, the sutra form carries the energy of the teachings. I, I often say that the sutra is, you know, it means thread, and it is like a thread that connects to a, a greater tapestry so that the student, you know, studying with a guru can take a simple aphorism, a simple phrase, um, and contemplate it, and that will, you know, act as a mnemonic device, a device of memory, and, you know, bring the student back to the transmission with the guru, to, to really receiving um, the, the greater um, body of knowledge. And so, you know, when I wrote the book, The Eternal Way, I thought, uh, I mean, there certainly are plenty of uh, sutras in uh, the Yoga Sutra is a whole book of them, 196 of them, and there are um, sayings in uh, Vedanta, the Mahavakyas, the sutras that come from the Upanishads. Um, but I did this just to, you know, really help the modern student get a grasp of Vedic philosophy. So in four short phrases in English, I um, just talked about the journey, the spiritual journey, beginning with the one you have named, you know, it is. Um, and of course, it is capitalized and it refers to that, capital T, one reality um, that in the Rig Veda we find, we, you know, that there, there is this saying <laughs> that there is one reality, um, but the sages call it by various names. In other words, they know it as one. It's that which is, which is referred to um, in many different ways, but that doesn't impact it, doesn't change it. It is only one overarching, omnipresent reality that is both uh, transcendent and eminent. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's really um, lovely to have such a pithy, you know, uh, summary of such a, you know, beautiful and huge uh, concept 
this idea of omnipresence, which you also mentioned in the meditation, I have found to be such a reassuring idea, just really realizing that the you know, supreme consciousness, the divine, is really everywhere and that there's nowhere that I can be where that presence is not. But it also then leads to the second sutra, we are it. Mm-hmm. So can you yeah. elaborate on that one a bit? Sure. And, you know, when we when we think about omnipresence, um, you know, I think we begin by, you know, with that first sutra, it is. And then, you know, and then we think of God as omnipresent. You know, we can we can understand that we can grasp that intellectually but you know as paramansa yogananda said you know this this way of awakening is coming to know your own omnipresence <laughs> mm, yes. and that that's that's a shift you know that's what we were working with in the meditation this morning so i think you know we can say oh yes 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 god god is omnipresent and i am happy to perceive god is everywhere but then you know what does that mean well it means also that you are that reality which is omnipresent in truth. You are not confined to the body and mind identity, you know, which, you know, you have believed, um, that you are, you know, which we, which we do. You know, we, we fall into that, um, delusion of a separate self, you know, that we're separate from God, we're separate from others. But know that the corollary of there's only one is that, okay, if there's only one, then everything must be that. Nothing can be outside of one. If you understand oneness, there's nothing outside of it. There's nothing to compare it to. There's no duality. There is only one reality. And therefore, um, we, we are that. And, um, that means that we have the capacity to know that overarching reality. And, uh, that was really revolutionary to me. It was, um, and compelling when I came on the path of yoga because I had, you know, I didn't really have a particularly strong religious training as a child, but certainly I had picked up certain, uh, cultural beliefs. Um, and, uh, one prevailing one was that you, you can't know God, you know, yeah. but, uh, Yoga says not only can not only can you, but you must. You know, it's your destiny right. to know your infinity, and uh, and certainly, you know, we can understand um, the truth of you can't know God with the mind, um, because the mind is uh, just an instrument and it has uh, inherent limitation. But to know God as the self is to know yourself. Uh, for what you are, and that is the we are it. Right, and the yoga, right? The union, you know, with that. So the third sutra presents the challenge, we forget. What is behind the constant tendency to forget the deepest truth of our being, that it is our birthright as divine consciousness, and that we are all so deeply connected? Well, you know, we have, um, we are actors in this divine lila, this divine play, and so we have roles to play, and um, we have different identities that the ego um, puts forth, this um, sense of separate self, so we can, we can be in the play, um, but it, it's like we're, you know, we're like actors in the play who've forgotten we're in a play, and we identify with the role, uh, we identify with the body and the mind, instead of recognizing that we are individualized, particularized units of that uh, one reality uh, in expression, so we, we just, um, we get too involved, you know, with um, the roles that we play, we start to believe in them, you know, as our as ourself. Indeed. 
And with that, um, leaving it at Sutra 3, we need to go to a break. Um, we'll come back for Sutra 4. So you're listening to The Yoga Hour with guest Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. Um, and I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo. And when we come back, we'll pick up with the fourth sutra. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way. With Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, and it's my joy today to be joined by Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, which is a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition located in San Jose, California. Yogacharya O'Brien is an author and frequent speaker at conferences and retreats, both nationally and internationally, and very familiar to Yoga Hour listeners as the founder and regular host of the Yoga Hour. You can learn more about Yogacharya O'Brien and her teaching schedule at the website csecenter.org. So, um, Umaji, here we are back again, and we were leaving, we left off with uh, the challenging news that we do forget, um, but the last sutra really offers that hope uh, in we remember. Mm-hmm. So, uh, please comment more. How mm-hmm. is this also part of our birthright? Mm. Um, well, you know, I mentioned that... Um the spiritual journey, of course, is awakening to our own divinity, our own uh, omnipresence. And this fourth sutra that you know we remember sort of underscores the fact that you know that is inevitable um, because it it is just it's the truth of our being. So sooner or later, 
we are destined to experience that, to have a breakthrough, to know that that's what we are. And um, because it's the truth. And, and therefore, you know, we say, well, it's just hidden. This truth is hidden, but at some time it will be revealed. You know, everything that is hidden at some point is revealed. And so the, the spiritual path is really uh, this path of revelation of the self, you know, of the of our uh, divine nature. And our sadhana, our spiritual practice is, you know, anything that we do uh, to remove uh, the false... Um, idea you know that we're we're separate um from the self and um you know sometimes people have asked the question you know over the years well you know if it's inevitable you know why even do spiritual practice um you know you know why not just let it all happen naturally um you know that's certainly one approach but the reason you know for sadhana for spiritual practice is to get on with it and to awaken you know sooner rather than later because um any time we begin yoga you know any time we turn to god any time we turn towards living in a higher more conscious way uh, our life improves. You know, Swami Sri Yukteswar said, everything in the future will improve if you're making a spiritual effort now. And uh, so that's true for us in any any moment. Um, so putting off our, our sadhana, our, our spiritual practice, is just foolish because, um, you know, while we will ultimately wake up, uh, we don't live... Uh, the, the joyful life that is ours uh, to live uh, in a spiritually conscious uh, way of life until we actually embrace that and begin to live it. Right, indeed. And as I as I look at this uh, little uh, reading that we had planned for you to do, I think I'm going to um, turn to that next because um, there's this reading from a single blade of grass, uh, finding the sacred in everyday life that really speaks to exactly what we were talking about. Do you want to share that with us? Sure. Wake up from the mortal dream and live as an enlightened being. Don't put it off by imagining it's not possible for you. Enlightenment is our natural condition. It is the revelation of our essential nature, unimpeded by false identification. Enlightenment already is and um, you know this, this speaks to the primary obstacle that um, we have on the spiritual path which is of course the clinging uh, to the false idea you know that we're the ego that we're the body that we're the mind um, in yoga teachings this is called avidya it's ignorance um, and this ignorance is not just, you know, not knowing, but it is really false identification. So we don't know, but we think we do. You know, we think we know who we are, and we think we're uh, the ego, or we think we're the uh, intellect, um, when in reality we are the light, we are supreme consciousness that illumines the mind, you know, and empowers the, the body. So uh, so this idea, you know, that we are separate from the source, uh, you know, that is overlaid on, on, on what we are is the primary obstacle. And then connected to that is the idea that people get that um, – only certain people are capable of becoming enlightened <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. maybe it's possible um for more people but if it is uh, you know it takes uh, lifetimes um to accomplish and that very idea you know that it's not possible for you is one that all of the gurus in our lineage of um teachers of kriya yoga have um you know, uh, put forth a call to break through that obstacle of believing that it's not possible for you. Um, and, and they have set forth this imperative that 
we all must understand that we are here uh, to awaken. That's the greater purpose of our life. We're here um, to be uh, enlightened, to to realize that that truth of our being. And thinking that it's not possible is its own obstacle. So you know that's one to let go of. Um, you know, there's a verse in the Bhagavad Gita that says, you know, something like it's 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 possible. You know, one and it's only one in a thousand are interested, and only you know it's only possible uh, for one in a thousand. And you know, people can read that and say, oh my gosh, you know, those odds are terrible. But <laughs> right. I remember my guru saying, you know, when. When you read that, you should not identify with the 999. You mm-hmm. should identify with the one and say to yourself, if it is possible for one person, then it is possible for me because mm-hmm. the same reality indwells uh, every one of us. That's really lovely. I was thinking as, as you were going through those odds, for some reason I was thinking about um, despite the odds, people will, you know, put money in a lottery, you know, right? <laughs> so, in a way, this is like, well, don't you want to bet on this lottery? <laughs> don't you want to be the one? <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, um, it's really uh, one of the key um, principles to remain steadfast on the path, on the enlightenment path. And Kriya Yoga has several practices that are very helpful to, you know, this to the devotees of staying on the spiritual path. So let's let's turn to those and um, the three that are listed in Patanjali's uh, Yoga Sutra as the components of Kriya Yoga are self-discipline or tapas, self-study or svadhyaya, and self-surrender or Ishwara Pranidhan. So let's take these uh, one at a time. Um, and start with the first one, uh, self-discipline or tapas. So what, what is meant by self-discipline? Well, self-discipline in this sense is really yoga. It's really uh, returning to ourselves uh, again and again uh, with awareness of the truth of our being and then... Um, making decisions to to live in accordance with that truth so you know when when i teach kriya yoga i i really like to help people understand that um this this discipline is intended to in a sense turn our idea of what discipline is about uh on its head you know to turn it over um, <clears throat> because you know, so often I think our our ways of uh, self discipline don't work because they have an error um, in, in at the very outset. You know, there's an error in in the foundation of our discipline, and that error is thinking that you know there's something wrong with us, and so you know we need to be disciplined. You know, in order to shape up and. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, become uh, better and so on and so forth. But yoga discipline has this beautiful, beautiful um, foundation which says, no, 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 no. You, you, you practice self-discipline um, because you are divine and you want to live in a way that is worthy of you. You know, you are a bright, beautiful, divine soul you're like a lotus you know blossoming and bringing beauty uh, to everyone and so um, the very idea that you are living in a disciplined way because you're living in a way that's worthy of you you know and not that you're disciplining yourself because you know you're you're bad and you're wrong and you're evil and all that and you need to change that that's the wrong premise and that's a premise that tends to uh torture people and also lead to it has a it has failure built into it because there's you're you're trying to overcome really avidya you know that basic wrong identification so yoga says with self-discipline you know start with uh you know self-love and um 
and understand that all these choices that you make, whether it's a, a diet that is healthy or exercising or study or meditating, you know, whatever you're doing, you're doing it because you're an enlightened being and that's how an enlightened being lives. Mm. Yes, truly bringing our yoga practices fully into our life. So the second uh, Kriya Yoga practice, self-study, uh, actually includes several different approaches. Um, but the most straightforward one is asking ourselves, who am I? So why is this an important question? Well, I think it helps us loosen that wrong, you know, identification. Um, you know, we can notice that... You know, our suffering comes from clinging to the small self. And when you know that you're not the personality, you're not circumstances uh, that surround you, you're not the things that happen to you, um, you can find uh, a freedom and a joy in your aliveness. And so, you know, learning how to move your awareness from being identified with the small self, with the roles you play, with the things you have, with the accomplishments you have or don't make, uh, you know, all of that um, helps helps you reconnect to the truth of your being. And along with that comes the joy that's innate to the soul. So there's a definition of uh, yoga in the Bhagavad Gita as um, freedom from sorrow, you know, freedom Mm. from suffering. And that freedom, you know, comes through uh, this self-inquiry that leads to a loosening of the grip, you know, onto the onto the false self. You know, I think everybody can relate to, you know, if you think about having a, an argument with someone that you love and uh, you can be in the midst of it and it's really painful. You know, you're, you're trying to be heard, you're trying to get your point across, <laughs> they're trying to be heard, they're trying to get their point across and, you know, you're pretty uh, convinced that they're wrong and, you know, if you just uh, work hard enough at it, you know, they'll, they'll get it. But the more you dig in, you know, to your point of view and trying to convince them, you know, the worse it gets and pretty soon then right. you're angry and the mind becomes clouded and you can feel your heart race and maybe you start to sweat a little bit and, you know, the whole thing just heats up. Mm. But if you if you can breathe and uh, just become curious, like, you know, who am I? <laughs> who am I really? You know, and what am I up to, you know, in this moment? Um, you know, that can be like a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh, I'm not really this, you know, I'm not uh, going to um, lose myself if I don't win this argument, you know. So yoga can be very practical in that way, you know, in just a a hot moment, even saying, well, who, who am I? And, you know, it helps us to step back into our divinity into our omnipresence and not get stuck uh, in a viewpoint. Mm. No, indeed. Indeed. I was uh, entirely relating to your your description of the argument process. So um, so let's turn to the third uh, Kriya Yoga practice of uh, self-surrender. So what is it that we are surrendering? Well, I think it's what, you know, we've been talking about, which is really we're not really surrendering anything. <laughs> we're just, just <laughs> surrendering our clinging um, to the wrong idea, you know, of what we are. Um, but, you know, surrender is kind of a mysterious uh, practice for a lot of people, and I remember it was for me in the beginning as well. Um, you know, it's because you can't effort your way into surrender, you know, so how do you... Mm-hmm. Do it, and that's the question people have. If you know, so well, if it's not something I do and I can't make it happen, um, you know, how do I do it? Well, you know, I I think that 
we can consider, you know, surrender as letting go. And it's really just as I described, you know, in that little practical scenario, you know, you're engaged in an argument and you, you can let go of clinging, you know, let go of clinging to yourself, let go of clinging to your viewpoint. And, you know, and then people say, well, you know, good grief, you know, I can't do that because, you know, then I would just be a doormat. You know, I can't go around just, you know, letting go of what I want and what I think is right and, you know, <laughs> but but surrender is not that. It's not letting go of our ideals. It's not letting go of what we know. It's not letting go of um, our, our insights. It's letting go of clinging. Mm. To any of that and being able to step back um, because then you know you're much more resourceful you, you have energy um, new insights can come but it doesn't mean you know just becoming a, a floppy doll and then anything goes um, you still have your wits about you um, but you surrender the idea that you're on your own that you're the doer of action um, and, you know, I think we, we surrender, our, in a sense, our limitation when we surrender. And we open ourselves um, to knowing and understanding that there's a larger uh, reality uh, that which we are that can inform our lives if we allow it and we don't get too confined to our limited ideas and beliefs. Indeed. And with that, unbelievably, we've come to the the, uh, next break. Um, You're listening to The Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, and I'm joined today by Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, founder and spiritual director for the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, um, and also the regular, uh, the founder and regular uh, host of the Yoga Hour. Um, you can learn more about Yogacharya O'Brien and her teaching schedule at the website csecenter.org. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at yogahour at unity.fm. Please stay with us. We'll be right back to explore how the spiritual path is arduous, humbling, and joyful. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. Culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? 
spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be and that it can be fun to explore too. Malena Don and Stacy Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org, and we will respond. Now, back to The Yoga Hour. Welcome back to The Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, and I'm honored to be joined today by the Yoga Hour's regular host and founder, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, who is the founder also and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition located in San Jose, California. So, um, Umaji, let's start off this uh, segment with another of your reflections from the book, uh, A Single Blade of Grass, Finding the Sacred in Everyday Life. Mm, Okay, so this selection is a little bit about um, understanding that we need a commitment to do what we need to do on the spiritual path. This one begins, the spiritual path is arduous, like swimming upstream against a strong current. Many times we are dashed against the rocks of doubt and self-will. Yet those who persevere are not unrewarded. When least expected, they find serene pools of soothing peace for rest and renewal. Ultimately, the vast reservoir of truth is found. Mm, Just lovely. At the recent uh, Kriya Yoga retreat, you shared a poem by Wendell Berry, where he also touched on the arduousness of spiritual life, but also described it as humbling and joyful. Can you share that poem with us now? Mm -hmm. I really like that poem, too. It's a short poem, and um, it's called A Spiritual Journey, Uh, and it is, is by Wendell Berry. And the world cannot be discovered by a journey of miles no matter how long, but only by a spiritual journey, a journey of one inch, very arduous and humbling and joyful, by which we arrive at the ground at our feet and learn to be at home. Very arduous and humbling and joyful, by which we arrive at the ground of our at our feet and learn to be at home. That's just really lovely poem. So how is the spiritual life arduous? <laughs> well, it's interesting because, you know, on I, I think it, it is, and certainly I, I read that I wrote that it is, but, you know, I was thinking about that this morning and I was thinking, well, really, the truth is that the spiritual life, the spiritual path is the is the easiest thing of all <laughs> mm. it's not arduous it's not a struggle uh, <laughs> it's the most natural it's the easiest thing of all however um, we make it arduous we make it a struggle mm. um, and so you know we make it hard um, by our our clinging you know to um false ideas by our um, lack of, you know, discipline to really follow the innate wisdom of the divine self. You know, we, we make it hard by, you know, going against our own self. And so, you know, that's what's arduous is going against the stream of um, our conditioned ways of being and also going against the stream of conformity, you know, in culture and uh, belief systems and so on and so forth. So uh, let me say it's not really arduous, but we make it that way. And uh, we can um, certainly transform that. 
And then we've already talked quite a bit, I think, of about uh, Avidya and the um, the close association that we have with our, you know, our ego and our our um, you know our um, emotions and thoughts. Um, so you can, I can easily imagine how you could call it humbling because over and over again we do remember, right, and we realize that we aren't those things and become humbled. So. Um, We've only got a few more minutes here, but um, if you could comment then on the joyful, the joyful part. Um, well, let me say something about humble first, because okay. I think we have um, an idea that being humbled uh, is not a good thing. But, mm. you know, the spiritual life is full of paradox, and um, to be humble you know, if you think about that, is in a sense returning to the ground of our being, um, which is perfectly humble. Um, and it, 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 you know, it's ego that gets puffed up, you know, the idea of, you know, I am great, I am this, I am that. But, you know, the humility of the spiritual life is um, letting go of that inflated sense of the false self. Mm -hmm. So it's humbling in that way, in a very beautiful way of, of coming home, you know, to the self. Mm -hmm. And that in it, that in itself, I'll I'll make a segue is, is joyful. Um, All right. So just as you said, you know, in our earlier segment here on the program, that the spiritual life, um, is, is joyful. Um, it is is coming home to the self, realizing uh, the freedom um, that we have and the joy, the bliss that is inherent to the soul. Well, Yogacharya Umaji, I really want to thank you for being on the Yoga Hour today. Um, it's time for us to turn to our several announcements, actually, at the end. Um, but I did want to thank you. Thank you. It's really been um, my pleasure, and I look forward to seeing uh, many of our listeners at the upcoming Live the Eternal Way course. And thank you for being our regular guest host. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye now. So I, I did want to mention uh, the class that Yogacharya was just speaking about, uh, Live the Eternal Way, Spiritual Realization and Fulfilled Living is going to be a class coming up this fall, which is going to be available both on-site at CSE in San Jose, California, as well as online. Uh, it's going to be a weekly class from October 6th to November 17th, and you can register by uh, clicking on the link on the front page at uh, cscenter.org. Um, for those of you who would like to hear more uh, from Yogacharya O'Brien herself directly, the following solo episodes are available at the Yoga Hour archives at unity.fm. Um, one, the very first episode, actually, of the Yoga Hour was a solo episode called Fulfill Your Divine Destiny, and the original air date was uh, Thursday, September 23rd, 2010. Another episode was An Extraordinary Ordinary Life, with the original air date of September 30th, 2010. And then the last one I'll mention is Radiant Like the Moon, Light Up Your Life with Yoga. And the original air date on that was um, March 20th, uh, 2014. Um, I did want to take a, a moment to mention that the Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, as we've been mentioning, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. CSE welcomes people from all backgrounds who are seeking self and God realization, a path to spiritually conscious living in today's world. CSE World Headquarters is located in San Jose, California, and has worship services, meditation instruction, Kriya Yoga teachings and initiation, Hatha Yoga classes, youth spiritual education, ministry services, and retreats. It is also the home of Meru Institute for Yoga Studies, Lahiri Retreat House, CSE Press, and the Tree of Life Welcome Center and Bookshop. Teachings are offered globally through online programs, outreach, and publications. So for more information about the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, please visit cscenter.org. 
And remember, you can subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast at um, iTunes. Um, we do have a, just a couple more minutes um, remaining, and I thought we'd close with a reading from A Single Blade of Grass, Finding the Sacred in Everyday Life. And in this, um, Yogacharya O'Brien writes, We are living in unprecedented times. Quantum leaps in science are changing the way we see the world, while technology is changing the way we live in it. Yet through all this progress, our facilities of understanding and wisdom are lagging behind. We are in need of a radical technology, a spiritual technology of the heart, if we are to answer the crucial moral and humanitarian questions we face and meet the challenges that confront us at this unique time in history. Real change, resulting in the positive transformation of our lives and our world, depends on spiritual awakening, the ability to see clearly with compassion and wisdom. This is not something new. What is new is the unparalleled access we now have to these timeless truths. Spiritual practices once known only to monks, nuns, mystics, and practitioners of yoga are now readily accessible to anyone seeking God-realization. And with that final inspiration from Yogacharya, um, I'll bring the program to a close. I look forward to being with you again when Yogacharya is away. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all that you meet. Thanks to Jeff in the sound booth, and bye now. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. Culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful, spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be and that it can be fun to explore too. Malena Don and Stacy Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you. But God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity.
Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 